Good evening and welcome back to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, I am Aaron, I'm your Doom Master, and we're going to be diving back into our Hyborian Tales this evening. So all of our players' fortunes are reset, as is Momentum and Doom. So we're going to go through, we're going to do a quick recap, then character introductions, and then we're going to dive right into the tale. So uh, it's been, had to miss our last session, so it's been a while, but if you remember right, our intrepid adventurers started the last session in the Swamp of the Dead after having defeated and casting out the soul uh, of a demon-ridden warrior who had kidnapped the merchant's daughter, Lu Tai Jin, and was going to use her in a horrific ritual that would allow him to stay on uh, stay uh, on Earth and, and wreak havoc. Uh, but they successfully completed it. Uh, Sir Drusus Jolden, uh, uh, with his computer, put him down. So, but, and Zim uh, were able to stop the ritual, and they escorted the merchant's daughter through the Swamp of the Dead on a spear cricket um, instead of using uh, the boatman to return. Uh, the cricket led them true right into a fight with a filth white and a group of ghouls that, uh, that did some serious damage to the party, but they were able to put them down and escape further along the path until they ran across what appeared to be an old uh, set um, tomb. And they they made their way through to find that it was the tomb of Stathino, a high priestess of Set who had been cursed for her worship of Sobek. With becoming a Gorgon, they were able to defeat her and passing through the tomb will actually find themselves back at the um, entrance to the swamp. So they successfully, within the allotted time, retrieved the merchant's daughter, brought her out, and once she left the swamp, the ritual faded away finally. Sobek let go of the tendrils of it, and she came back to consciousness. So what we're going to do is I'm going to let the players introduce themselves one at a time. They're going to have a little... Uh, anecdote about their two-day travel back to the city of Baikang, and then we'll jump back into the adventure. So let's start with Ashley. So Aurelia spends quite a bit of time um, kind of wandering off. Uh, she's still nearby the group, but she's foraging. Um, she's hunting as she can or as needed to supplement our supplies. Um, and she's just kind of Worried and concerned about this village um, that she had to to put on hold because this was a more pressing matter to save at the time because far more people would have died if we failed than just, unfortunately, the village. Um, and she also sp spends some time with Roya because they don't really get to hang out too often. Well, since we had that nice introduction, Melissa, why don't you tell us about Roya and what she was doing? Uh, yes, so uh, Roya uh, is our shaman type. Um, she spends a not insignificant amount of time sort of examining this new mark that she has. Um, and she's 
convinced Aurelia to sort of engage in a little bit of sort of practical testing, of course. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so knowing that she will be able to heal Aurelia when she gets become stunned you kind of see them kind of going off and sort of like making sure that no one's going to get really injured kind of doing a little bit of uh we're just combat. playing like a more extreme version of freeze tag <laughs> <laughs> and that is what uh that's what uh, some of the parties see out of the corner of their eyes they see aurelia charging at roya and roya just giving her the hand and then aurelia just getting poleaxed and just kind of falling back onto her back <laughs> exactly I love it. Uh, while all this is going on, Stephen, what's Sobek doing? Sobek has had quite a few hunger pains recently. And throughout the journey, he would be eyeing Zamir quite a bit, seeing as Zamir often doesn't wear much clothing. You can just see the veins pulsating, the blood flowing. There'd be one point where Sobek is quite close to Zamir. Just starts leaning forward Can they... and manages to pull himself back and then lunges for some sort of rodent in the swamp, Ugh. grabs it and just breaks the neck and just starts drinking the blood out of it. Goodness, that is uh, that does not look healthy, my friend. That uh, you, you you do not look well. Uh, we could probably find something more. Uh, more tasty than a rat or a rodent here. There, there are many other creatures we could find. If you want to go hunting, Sobek's wearing just his say. wraps, but he still turns his head to look at Zamir. Something more tasty? Yes, yes. There, I'm sure we could find a better game. I could speak with Aurelia or, or Aurelia. They are very good at this, uh, the, the hunting, the tracking sort of thing. Oh. I'll be fine with this. Uh, are you sure? Uh, you you look very hale. I don't uh, not healthy in, in the least. Uh, 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 why are you not eating any of the meat? That it's. What you? We, I think we I'm just more thirsty well. than anything. Oh, I'm sure we have water. Here you go. And I will hand out like offer my my water skin. Here, here you go, my friend. Yeah, it smells rotten. It is water. No, it smells fine. I do not, do not have any. No, it smells fine. I even drink, see? Ah, oh, very tasty. I do not care for it. Perhaps you are you are coming down with something. Perhaps you are seeking something from the swamp, perhaps? I know the uh, a, uh, a mosquito bite or something, perhaps? Yes, probably. That must yeah. be it. Clearly. Clearly, that is what it is. I start looking for more rodents. And Zamir will, and, and Zamir is, uh, will stealthily follow him uh, and just kind of keeping an eye on Sobek and what he, what he does kill. Excellent. Uh, and that leaves us with Long. Tell us a little bit about what Sir Drusus Jolden is doing on the trip back. Yeah, Sir Drusus has been tending after Lu Taojing and We've been looking after each other, trying to get out of the swamp, getting to know each other, what her position is. She, uh, you are such a great hero. You have, 
opened my eyes to so much of the world and you have sacrificed so much to bring me back to Peking. Whatever my father promised you is not great enough for what you have had to go through. Well, I'll ask him for more. When we return, I'll ask him to let you marry me. Oh, you are too kind, Sir Jordan. To be married uh, to a noble. Of course, my my father, my father will be very hesitant, for you are not of you are not of our city, but for the services you have rendered, I cannot imagine that he would say no. Obviously, the gods have favored you. When I'm settled and I build my kingdom, I'll come back for you. And I shall wait. And so we spend a couple of days traveling back from the Swamp of the Dead, uh, licking our wounds, healing, getting to uh, learn a little bit more about who we are after the Swamp of the Dead. Some of us have changed a little bit more than others, but you find yourself returned to the city of uh, Paikang, and we shift scenes, and we see you now seated within the tea house run by your patron, Wo Feng, and the merchant's daughter, Lu Taijun, is there with you. And at that point, you see her father, Lu Tian, and his translator, Bai Qi, walk into the tea house. And his face immediately breaks out into the into this incredible smile. And uh, in a break of decorum, he runs to his daughter and he enfolds her in his arms. Uh, and they share a very quiet moment together. And you see both uh, Wolf Fung and Bai Qi turn their heads aside so they, they do not have to, they don't embarrass uh, Lu Tian uh, while he shows his love for his daughter. But in a moment, uh, they break apart, and Lutian takes his daughter and seats her next to him across the table from you. You have done what I requested of you. My daughter tells me that you sacrificed much to save her. I would hear of the tale. We went into the swamp and faced the death of Midnight Shining. He's no more. That is what the the exorcists of all throughout the city have said, that not only did you defeat him, that he was not in fact sent back to hell to escape again perhaps in the future, but that his soul was drawn from his body and devoured, removed from the wheel altogether. This is a great gift that you have given all, by King. But I have, as I have promised you, your payments. And these uh, brings over these two casks and he opens them and they're filled with these these small jade uh, tiles. Um, and he goes, I had promised you 10 jade tiles apiece for the return of my daughter. For your services, there is 20 apiece for each of you. And he puts the casks in the middle of the table. And then he snaps his fingers. Um, and by key pulls out this long wrapped bundle. And he puts this reverently down on the table in front of you. And he slowly peels it back. 
and you see this this incredibly beautiful uh, horn bow polished almost to a mirror shine. Uh, and you can feel, uh, Sobek, you can feel power emanating from it. Uh, this bow has been in my family for generations untold. But for your services to me, to my family, and to Piking, I give it to you to wield as the heroes you are. You are now seen by all in Peking as citizens of our city, as heroes of our city, as worthy champions. No corner will be blackened to you. No door will be closed. You are free to roam our cities to enjoy all of its delights, and we are your servants. Is there anything else that I can do for you to make your stay more pleasant in our city? Who are we speaking to right now? You are speaking to uh, the merchant, Lutian. That's her dad. Okay. You may yeah. want to... Make sure it wasn't like a translating guy. No, I mean, the, the translator is translating through makes him. Sense. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah Lutian, there's one last thing. I promised your daughter I'd marry her. You see the color drain out of his face for a second as as Baiki leans down and whispers, and he and you hear him whispering back and forth for a moment, and then you see uh, Lu Taijin, uh, the daughter, put her hand on her father's hand, and she whispers something into his ear, and he sits back, and he nods his head, kind of in a very shallow bow to you, and he goes, "My daughter." Through, through the translator, my daughter has told me that you seek a kingdom and that you will return for her when you have a kingdom for which to make her your queen. Is this what you offer as a groom's gift for my daughter? Of course. A kingdom for her? One of many. Then, Sir Drusus Jordan, my daughter's hand will be your hand. When you are a king, she will be your queen. Thank you. And so it will be said, the scrolls will be written, the marriage contract will be drawn up, so that all within the city know that you have pledged your life and your kingdom to my daughter. And let us celebrate. What? Your daughter is returned. Indeed. In fact, and he turns to Wolfong, I would have this whole tea house for my friends. And you see all the other customers looking at Wolfong and he and at Wolfong, and he's like, eh, 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 and he's shooing them out. And then uh Lutian says something to uh the translator by key, and he turns and he says, My master is going to go out into the noble quarter, and he is going to request respectfully the, the, the presence of others to come so that they may hear your tale directly from you. This shall be a party to be remembered here. And so the translator walks out, and Wo Feng turns to you, and he's like, very quietly, in a, in, in a language you clearly understand, and the merchant and his daughter do not, you kids have done well, I gotta say. 
You've done very well. You're going to make a name for this tea house. You drink and eat here for free. That's very that, generous of you. No, no. Trust me. You're you're giving me a greater gift. If I'm going to get clients of this caliber, I won't have to be having clients of that caliber anymore. And with that, an epic party kicks off. It's been six days, Roya, since you met the warrior woman um, outside the gates looking for heroes. Um, mm -hmm. Her name was Neki. Um, and you're feeling, you know, you're feeling that time, cr that uh, time crunch a little bit. Uh, but what is it you all choose to do um, now that you're back in the city after the party? Uh, so I have directions to, to the village that requested our assistance. Are you prepared to depart? What village was that? Uh, remember the woman, she met me and she advised, it's unnamed, but they deserve respect just the same. Oh, I do not recall. And I, I'm going to recon that a little bit. You do know that the name of the village is Bor Ondor. Thank you. And I threw a little map up there on Foundry of, of, of a basic idea of what it looks like. We were, of course, in need of taking this step first. And now that we have all survived, I am hopeful that our assistance may still be beneficial. Bondor, that lady, how long did you say she had, or we had? Uh, well they were currently being invaded at the time so time is of the essence then we shall help her Zamir Sobek you will join was there uh, some particular connection you had to this village that requires our attention to this Viking not have its own Security forces, army, that could attend to this? Uh, I mean, they've asked for assistance multiple times and they haven't received any. What is it, uh, what was it that they said that this is, uh, this, the trouble they are facing? You're testing my notes is what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, really, you sound very strange. Are you okay? Did you just, uh, did you, did you get what Sobek has? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're bandits, I believe they're running yeah. place. Yeah, there was a, a a bandit chief named Avarga Khan, and his forces were attempting to take the village. They'd been repelled a couple of times, but they swore they would be back shortly with all of his forces to sack the village. And the young woman, Nake, had said that they had petitioned Piking many times. For assistance, but that the bureaucracy uh, is so slow within the city to get support to the outlying villages that their request had not even made it into uh, the military's hands at this point. Which is why she was looking for the heroes. 
Yeah, and Aurelia's attachment to it is because her own village was decimated. She feels badly if she has the chance to help another. If you feel so strongly about it, of course, Zamir will uh, will assist. Of course. But as favor for you, Martin, then it is. That's that's fair. I did I and did help you lock in Grandmother Wisp. That is true. That uh, yes you did. I do owe you for that, and I think saving one village is only a payment. There will be other favors I shall return it in the future. All right. Awesome. Don't bandits sound beneath us. Are we not better than this? We go where we are needed. I suppose. What is below us? And we can't forget our roots. Uh, We must help the people. Sure, I'm oh, sure yeah, we can find words. other demons. Well, Sobek, if you wish to stay here in Paikang where the rest of us go and, and reap the glory, then that is perfectly fine. Well, this Don't party did not seem to have many good drinks. Perhaps this village would have something better to drink. You think that a city such as Paikang will have a lesser beverage selection than this uh, rural Borlandor. It does not seem very wise, Sobek. Did their wine and tea not taste sour to you? I could not stomach it. No. Quite delicious, delicious, in fact. Yes. Are you ill? I'm fine. Let's go save a village from bandits. Just think of all the the, uh, free killing you can do. Without harm. Sacrifice, yes? Yes, we could blame the bandits. Good thinking. And so you make your way out of the city, um, heading northeast towards Borondor. You know, you've picked up a little bit of information about the village on the way out. You know that it's, uh, it's a fairly remote village towards the mountains. Um, It's Known for its temple, uh, there's a temple that sets within the mountains that's guarded on a pass, a western pass and an eastern pass with great gates. And it is said that a, a, a powerful spirit is bound within the temple's altar and that it protects the village as long as the village elder and priest can call upon the spirit in a time of need. However, you've also heard that the spirit the village's elder has recently passed away, and that might be one of the reasons the bandits are choosing this time to attack. It takes you the better part of that day and into the early evening um, before you get uh, within five miles of this village. And it's at that point, as as you're moving down the road, that you see someone on the road in front of you laying on the ground it looks like they're pulling themselves along you can't really see their face they're sort of on one side on their shoulder like they're trying to hold their stomach out of the dirt uh and they're slowly pulling themselves along making inches just inches every moment uh roya will will call out are you can we assist you and in a very, very creaky 
pained voice, you hear a woman say, please, please help. And Roy is going to kind of take a kind of a bit of a wide berth um, as she does. So just sort of looking around a little bit, seeing if there's anyone else. Go ahead and give me a observation check. Oh, she's so very good at this. Don't forget, give doom. That's true. Dice. It's been a while. I did forget, played. but I somehow got okay. two successes. Risk it. There you go. Nice. <laughs> um, you, you only needed one, so you get one point of momentum. I'll go ahead and drop that in for you. Um, you don't see anyone off of the road. Actually, the, the area is pretty wide open at this moment. It is just moving up towards the foothills. But you do recognize... Now that you've gotten a little closer, you recognize the hair and the general frame. And it was the woman that asked for your help. But you can now see that her hands and her feet have been removed. And it looks like there's horrible burns along the stumps of her body. And her abdomen is wrapped in a bloody bandage. And there appears to be the end of a blade sticking out of her stomach as she's crawling towards you. You can only assume based on the bruises and battering of her limbs that she's probably crawled the five miles from where her village was. We we are too late. Did they take your village? Oh, no. They've taken the lower village. We tried. The warriors of, of Morandar held them off as we could while the children and the others were ushered up into the temple and the great gates were slammed shut. But Avarga Khan and his two ogre lieutenants and his forces took the lower city. They're ransacking it, shackling anyone left who's worth anything of value and killing the rest. The closer you'll get, you'll hear the banging the never-ending banging as they try to break down the great gates along the western and eastern pass to get within the temple and to finish what they started. What is their interest in your village in particular? They want the temple. They want the guardian spirit on the altar stone. They want to bind it to their will and take its power for their own. If they sit within the temple and take control of the spirit, they can use our village as a stronghold from which to strike out at anyone. Right. Is, is there anything you can do for her? Your healing arts. And then he will like very subtly like like produce a knife from underneath like a braid the section of his hair. Or would you like me to take a look? And then he will put it back ever so slightly. I and she'll kind of very gently sort of look over her wounds. Mm -hmm. uh, Go ahead. Go ahead and give me a healing check. Uh, let me. 
Is this in any way useful for me to use any of my talents, or this is just to kind of see the extent of her injury? Just to see the extent of her injuries. Okay, I'll just roll it straight then. Uh... Oh my gosh. Wow. It's um, <laughs> the three successes. Um, so uh, you only needed one, so you're up to three momentum. And at, looking over her wounds, um, I mean, the loss of the hands and the feet are horrific. Um, her, the bruising along her body is also horrible, but you can tell that whoever skewered her, it looks like somebody stabbed her with her own sword and did it in such a way that it perforated some of her organs and then snapped the blade off in her. And you know that the, actually the only thing keeping her alive is the pos exact positioning of that blade, which is why she's been so careful with it. And the moment it shifts or she takes it out, uh, she will bleed out internally and pass. She looks at you as you're looking at her. It's all right. I sold my life for my village. I knew you would come. I just had to stay alive long enough to tell you. There is a secret passage into the temple. If you go to the West Pass near the gate... And she draws a symbol on the dirt in the dirt in her own blood. Look for a great stone with this on it. It is a fake stone, and you can move it aside. You'll have to crawl on your bellies for a ways, but then you will be in one of the secret passages of the mountain, and it will lead you into the temple. If you choose to go there, or perhaps you simply would choose to fight in the streets and take out their forces one by one. But there are many. He has undead hounds with him and his black guard sergeants and their forces. They cover the city, ransacking as they go. I wish I had better news for you, but... But that is all that I can offer. The would, would your great spirit assist us? If you can call the great spirit, yes. But our elder, our priest, passed away unexpectedly. And his apprentices' skills in the arts are weak. And they have not been able to waken the spirit. They have the ritual, but they don't have the skill. Perhaps one of you would be able to lead the ritual and call up the spirit. If you can, the power of the spirit alone should turn the tide of the battle. We will likely be able to do our best with us. She reaches up. She puts her hand on the side of your face, Roya, and she goes, I knew, I knew you would come back for my village. I knew you would save us. And so I can pass my spirit onto the wheel now, knowing that I did what I could to save my people. And you see her just reach down and she touches the blade and she just shifts it a little bit. And she falls into the ground groans as blood just begins to pool all around her body. And in a moment, she is gone. 
And Roya will kind of close her eyes and kind of hold the woman's head in her hands and she imperceptibly kind of mutters and you see that she's sort of going through a bit of, you know, kind of some standard uh, ritual that she does. And then she kind of opens her eyes back up, looks around at everyone. And you see one of the Morrigan's storm crows that has been circling you guys ever since you took the blades dive down, land on this warrior's chest and just dots each of her eyes with its beak. Doesn't doesn't break the eyes, barely touches them and her eyelids close. And the storm crow lets out a, a caw that almost sounds like a prayer and launches itself back up in the sky. Sobek, while all of this is going on, you smell the most delicious nectar of the gods pooling out at your feet. I need you to make me a discipline check. Difficulty one. Difficulty one, got it. Two success. No problem. So you get one point of momentum. Uh, you're able to resist the overwhelming urge to drink the blood. You can choose to do it if you want, but you uh, you you currently have resisted the urge to do so. As this woman's head is in Roya's lap. And apparently her passing has been blessed by the Morrigan. Sobek would definitely step forward and kneel next to the body. And Is she gone, Roya? Yes, Sobek. She held on for us to ensure that the message was delivered. Having succeeded at that task, she has now passed. I'll lean forward and just innocuously just put my hand down to balance myself. I am a priest. Would you prefer that I say the last rites? This is already done. Very well. It means nothing to me. And I'll stand back up and my hand will be covered in her blood. Uh, and as I turn around, I'll just give it a lick. And, and once again, it tastes like the the most perfect vintage wine, the greatest meal you've ever had. It's It's ambrosia. It is the very drink of the gods to you. You're five miles out of the village. It is early evening. What do you want to do? It's a pity we were late, but we should do the best we can. Our last wishes. I believe we should go towards the, the symbol on the rock and go in that way. It is always helpful when you know exactly where you need to go behind the temple. So as you see on the map, you can, um, as you approach, you'll be approaching from the southeast, but you can swing all the way around the perimeter of the village and approach the mountains up here um, and move towards the pass here. Um, 
probably reducing the risk that you would be seen by others if you want to. Yeah, if the place is guarded at all, try to go in low light, low visibility. Okay. Um, it is, it's getting darker and darker. Um, and as once you get within about a mile of where you believe the village is, you can start to see maybe a little bit of smoke coming up and firelight. And you can, at this point here, boom, boom, boom. Sounds like great battering rams are being struck against what you can only assume are the gates to the passes on the west and east side. At this point, I am going to need... Uh, you're not close enough yet really to uh, have to worry about any anybody seeing you, but I'll need a survival check from someone to find the best path around the perimeter of the village. Your number of successes on this will dictate... Uh, to a certain extent, how likely you are to run across anyone else scouting the perimeter of the village. That was me, right? I think with my target number 14. Yes, I do believe so. Okay. And you've got four momentum, and uh, you can always give me doom. All right. I'm just going to rip some momentum. Two successes, three bonus plus two bonus. Okay. Or just three momentum. It reads right. weird. Um, so you easily find a, a trail. It's obviously like a goat trail, probably from people moving their animals in and out uh, that goes around to the west um, far enough back from the village that you're not. You could see the, the torchlights. You can see movement, but you don't think it's likely anyone is going to see you, at least on the southern side of the village. However, as you make your way to the north, you realize you're going to get closer. Uh, you're going to have to get closer to the northwest side of the village uh, at that point. So there we're going to look at a group stealth check. Now, I believe Good. Samir has something. <laughs> Could I just use my uh, camouflage ability? Yes, you I may. Will, I will group everyone together. I will say... Again, we have been through this. Walk where I walk, step where I step. Okay. Do not get ahead of me. Think quiet, be quiet. That is how it works. Yes? And, and so this will be an opposed test to see whether or not you get detected in this area of the village. That's right. six momentum. We, we don't actually have six. We have we have four. Uh, I think I think Ashley put the... The, oh, the spots and it's all okay. good. Yep. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and use that. Uh, I am. I am going to. Ooh, what do I want to do? I'm going to use a fortune, uh, and I'll use since this is since you said it's contested. I will burn a couple of momentum as well. Yeah, use that momentum. I'm using a ton of stuff because I want to get as many crit fails as possible. <laughs> that is seven successes. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, that's okay. probably that's probably pretty good. I'm an assassin of the black hand. That I, is I true. Yeah, I got zero <laughs> successes. So, yeah, you can hear now. I mean, you, you can see. so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you come out with like two dice. 
I just said you might get found. I didn't That's say it was going to be. Th- but you, what you, as you're moving, you, you guys are like ghosts. You are shadows. You're, you're easily weaving in and out around these paddocks and uh, around these buildings. But what you do see is you see these groups, usually five or six raiders, led by somebody in a little bit better armor. And they are, you know, tearing the doors off of these homes and they're going in and they're pulling out anything of value. You hear screams a couple of times that choke off into gurgled sighs. So it's clear that there's still some villagers about who are who have been found. And you also see these enormous wolves or hounds. They're the size of small ponies, uh, but there's something wrong with them. And they smell like death. But they themselves are intent on hunting prey within the village. And you believe that you're upwind from them now. So, you know, they're not, no one detects you as you make your way up into the past. Now, that booming sound is almost deafening. And you you hear it. It's like the sound of a, of a giant tree slamming into a, into a, a slab of stone over and over and over again. You see at the entrance to the pass that it is guarded by a uh, a group of raiders uh, and one of these wolf things. They haven't seen you yet because your stealth was so phenomenal. Um, however, uh, getting past them, walking up the path, to the past might be a little difficult. What'd you like to do? So does it look like the, the fake stone that she told us about is where they are or the fake stone might be something they're not aware of? They're probably not aware of it, but you're at the entrance to the pass. You probably have to go about 50 yards along this pass to get to where the gate is. And then that stone is, is near the gate. But you're pretty sure if they knew about the stone, they'd already be in the temple. Uh, how many of them are there? Uh, there is uh, five uh, men or five warriors, one one uh, black guard leader and, and four uh, of these lesser spearmen and one of those undead hounds. But they clearly look bored. They clearly look irritated. The fact that they're having to guard this pass while everyone else is plundering the village and they're not getting their fair share. So they're not super focused on their job other than perhaps the wolf that doesn't seem to, you know, is is clearly under something or someone's thrall. Uh, Aurelia will, you know, quietly step up to Zamir. Uh, stealth or murder? I think that murder, while uh, attractive, if we do not kill them quickly, runs the risk of them calling in reinforcements. I agree. Perhaps we might find a way to distract them. And that thereby makes this death easier. These creatures, now, you never know whether or not they have some sort of... uh, extrasensory perception of some kind. They might be able to sniff. I can keep us quiet, but I cannot necessarily mask our sense. 
and they might detect us. Uh, I could, I could, I could uh, cause a fire nearby. Maybe that will prompt them to investigate. Are there fires already? Have we seen stuff on fire? Oh yeah, half the village is like, on fire. Yeah. But I mean, outside yeah. the village, like. Well, we're we're we've weaved into oh, the village a little bit, right? Too close. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, you're you guys right now. You're mm-hmm. like right here. Um, so, I mean, you could potentially go up into the up in uh you know along the cliffs or get up into the mountains and try to go around them or you can try to distract them you can flat out murder them anything whatever you'd like i have seen sobek try to climb before i do not recommend the mountains if however we can lure them away somehow is there something in your grab bag of tricks sobek that might be useful here i could ask them to leave well, if you would like to do I can be thing, quite persuasive. Oh, I am sure you can. I am sure you can. Tell me, will your uh, tools of persuasion work on a dog that does not speak your language? I believe it does not. No dog does speak my language, but I don't see why I couldn't persuade it. If you wish to give this a try, if you feel yourself invigorated by your recent snack, then perhaps. What recent snack? Oh, I just, uh, I'm sip of water. Uh, yeah, yes. perhaps something. And uh, Zamir will give you like an extremely knowing grin, like, but he's not calling you out or anything. I could try to spook the animal, if that is what we wish. Something to get it to run away, perhaps. So that he might have to chase after it. That is that is good. How far away are we from the animals? Uh, it's just the one pony-sized wolf thing. And you're about... Okay, just one. About 15 yards. So there's five five individuals and the one wolf thing. All right. Uh, sorry, just reading descriptions on spells real quick. Um, I believe it works the exact same way on an animal as it does on a person. So I would have to speak to it, which would give away our position. So we stealth, you approach. Hey, uh, far be it for me. To question the powers of our dear friend Sobek, but the last time it was a trial to reunite with him. Perhaps we can simply try to stealth and perhaps we will get lucky. Or we am Well this time here. you know I'd be missing. Last time Roya didn't tell you. Drusus, what what say you? I'm ready to fight as ever, but I do have a trick up my sleeve. Maybe I can try something. As I oh? call for my falcon. Maybe just like swoop by the Guard dog, try to get the chase it. I like it. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Shoot an arrow and take it out of the sky. <laughs> That's just rude. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's go for that. So, 
is that so give me an animal handling check on that just a difficulty one all right let's see what i got here you got six momentum at the moment so spend two of those three successes nice nice okay so you're back up to full momentum and your bird does exactly as you as you requested it to the falcon flies down skims over the heads of these five uh raiders and and comes right at this uh wolf thing uh but then it sharply veers away and and flies back to you and that wolf thing stands up shakes a little bit you see tufts of fur fall off of it and at that point you can actually see that you can see its ribs through rotted flesh and it puts its nose up into the air and starts sniffing so by give me a just a difficulty zero sorcery check Uh, 20 and a 6. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm just going to give myself a point of doom for the complication because this was just... So, Beck, you're looking at this thing and you realize you don't know exactly what it is, but this is some kind of undead creature, clearly. Uh, but the way it's moving and the way it's reacting, you think it's probably got a greater intelligence than that of a normal animal. Or it's linked to someone with a greater intelligence than a normal animal. This is no normal wolf. There is magic at play. I'm not sure if my art of persuasion would affect it after all. Well, I've cut its attention. It's looking for something now. But none of them move out of the pass. A couple of them, you see, start to talk about it and point, you know. Uh, but their leader smacks him down. He's like, and you, you, you don't understand the language he's speaking in, but it's very clear that he's telling them that they are to hold the line and they're not going anywhere. I think we just need to try to sneak and kill if we are unsuccessful. How many of them are there? There are five. One one black guard, sort of like a sergeant, four spearmen, and then the one uh, pony-sized undead hound. I would prefer to save my tricks for later, if we can move unseen. Once more, step by step. Say nothing, think quiet, be quiet. And Drusus... Whatever perfume you are wearing, could you douse yourself in water, perhaps, to smother it? You sound, you, it, it, I understand you are betrothed now, but we are far from your your beloved. There's no, no need for such right. adornments. Pick up a slab maybe, of mud and just throw it on yeah, myself. Yeah, maybe some mud. <laughs> <laughs> O'Reilly is just helping scoop some up and, like, she gets your back for you. Uh, Zamir will try again. Uh, so are you okay. going to... 
are you yeah are you going to be moving up into the up, up into the mountains or yeah i think we'll try yeah i think it's probably best if it's not like a full-on climb is it just like are we like going in the rocky landscape or is it like a full-on mountain climb? No, it's 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 like it's it's fairly steep but it's passable but it is dark okay. and it's difficult terrain so it's going to be a difficulty uh three stealth check for you but okay. considering you got seven successes last time i'm not too worried for you <laughs> yeah i'll give it a go uh, that's all right uh, and this is unopposed because they don't expect you to be here as, if, as long as you make it you make it all right i'm still gonna burn use momentum that momentum just to be mm -hmm. safe i'm not sure if anyone watched the last episode i don't think i have ever rolled so poorly in my life and uh i curled up in a ball and cried uh, until I fell asleep because uh, so many complications. <laughs> Steven had was, a pretty awful night too, uh, if I recall yeah. correctly. All right, here we more go. More 20s than I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. Okay, seven successes again. It is my favorite number. Very lucky. So you're you're back up to full uh, momentum um, and you easily lead them. Uh, and describe to me what it looks like as you're leading them through the foothills and and, and past this group. So, uh, we think back to the start of the campaign when we saw Zamir very parkour-like hop from, uh, from place to place, wall, like little segments of the wall here and there. It is not too dissimilar from this, except he is moving more slowly and he is looking back, pointing to a ledge that is seemingly imperceptible to anyone not trained in such skills, such acrobatics. And then at the same time, as he points with his finger, he brings, he brings that finger back to his lips and quiets. Then he swings up. He finds a small root that's being uh, sort of creeping out from between the crevice, pulls up, reaches a hand down, grabs the next person. And one by one, he kind of brings everyone up. And they're moving. It's slow going. It is not, not quick movements at all. Uh, but it's this kind of half parkour, half kind of uh, uh, mountain guide. And you're right. The, t the the clock is tick tick ticking by as you're making your way over this this uh, mountainous rock. Uh, and every once in a while, you hear a little bit of scree fall from where somebody put a foot, and you tense up. But it doesn't sound like anybody's heard you. And the night continues to pass as you make your way along this ridge and then back down past far past the group and you can hear right around the corner from you now and you can see torchlight flickering and you can see what looks like the end of a giant tree trunk swinging back and and swinging forward and then you hear it slamming into stone you can't see what's doing it because it's still around the corner but the size of this tree is massive and you do hear grunts and groans and the you hear movement around this bend. You're certain that somewhere near this gate is the secret entrance into the temple complex. We are not alone. Remain quiet. Can Zamir take a couple steps ahead by himself and just mm -hmm. see if he can observe what's making the noise? Like what's what's up? What's perhaps up here with him? Yep, yep. I'll, I'm gonna just roll your last roll over because it was so phenomenal. So you sneak up, staying to the shadows, moving completely silently. I mean, within two steps 
Aurelia, Sobek, Drusus, Roya, you lose sight of Zamir. He just is gone. It's almost like he vanished into a mist. But as you peek your head around, you see uh, what can only be uh, this ogre that they they, they mentioned. Um, he's at least 11 feet tall, and he's got a tree. I mean, it, this, it's like two feet in diameter, and he's using it with one hand. He's just ramming it into the other. With his other hand, he's just shoving what looks like body parts into his mouth and chewing. And you see next to him is just a pile of mostly dead villagers. And there are five... Once again, there's a group of these five guards. It looks like they're exhausted. They're just kind of sitting back. You think they're probably the ones who are dragging food to this ogre as he tries to batter down this gate. Directly on the other side of this pile of bodies, right to the left of this gate, you see the mark that was described to you but it is directly to the left of the gate. The entire area around the gate is lit in torches. Yeah. And the ogre is like right there. So yeah, and he, he's got his back to you and he's not paying any attention. I mean, he's, he's obviously yeah. got a job and his job is to break that gate down. But, uh, I, I'll step back to the group debrief. When I say the ogre is 11 feet tall and has a, Reservoir of treats with which to keep himself energized for his task. The I saw the stone. That is the good news. The bad news, it is right next to the gate. The gate is very bright with torches. While, while we might be able to make it unseen, it will be a very tall task and it will not be uh, immediate. The removal of that stone and then crawling on our bellies. And then there's the potential of someone seeing us and following us as well. Do you feel like fighting an ogre, Jerusis? You asked that to me, I'm already pulling out my swords and shields. <laughs> Were we not doing this? Of course, I just felt like the courtesy to inform you of it, it's all. And as we move into a very dangerous situation, the doom ticks up by two. Um, but no one knows you're here. Could I've we... never tried to persuade an ogre before, but I admit I would appreciate the chance. Do you think well, it speaks Stygian? I wonder if it speaks at all. Does anyone know anything about ogres? And is there anything that any of us could potentially roll to get kind of knowledge of, of ogres they within the Conan sphere? Yeah, you can roll a lore. Um, lore would probably be your best. Uh, survival uh, might work, particularly for uh, Roya or Aurelia, because uh, you may have heard things about ogres in, your, in the area. But yeah, uh, three successes. So with those three successes, you know that ogres are not uncommon throughout all of the realms. They're akin to giants. Uh, they're not usually as intelligent as giants, uh, but they're often used by bandits and less reputable mercenary companies as, as shock troops, because as long as they're well-fed, uh, they will stay with a group. Um once they're not being fed, they're not particularly reliable. But as long as they're well-fed, 
they will do exactly what they're ordered to do. They're good fighters. Um, they do like to stomp people into the ground. They get great pleasure out of feeling bodies squish under their feet. Uh, they uh, typically speak the language of whatever area they live in. They've got fair for not for being unintelligent. They also have, but they do have pretty strong willpowers. It's probably just because they're too stubborn and too stupid to know any better. And so I'll relay that information. I I wonder, Sobek, if perhaps you might be able to convince the ogre that it needs some fresh bodies to stomp and that the other guards around are those bodies to stomp? I can break the strongest of wills. However, the language barrier may may pose quite the problem. If it does not know what I'm persuading it to do, it cannot listen. Are you willing to attempt, and then we fight if we have to, or do we go for a sneak attack? I'm always happy to attempt. Don't you have that one patron? Could he help you? Losing the element of surprise, however, if he does fail, our best opportunity to assault it unnoticed is gone. I've read the tactician. That is a wise point. That is true. Really? No one has ever called me a tactician before. (laughs) (laughs) This is a perfect time to try out that new toy Wu Taijin gave us. Uh, Yes, that would actually be very fun. It should be on your seat, too. Is there a spot like is there uh, is there any spot of uh, of height? I know it's like eleven feet tall. Is there, I know we're, is it is it all possible to for her to get? Oh, absolutely. A stone you can you can climb because the the pass is is not incredibly wide, um, and the, here near the gate, it's it's very fairly sheer. So Aurelia could backtrack a little bit, move her way up into the foothills along the ridge line, and and come up above the ogre. Okay, yeah, then Aurelia would certainly do that. Just give me a survival check. I can do that. Uh, Two successes. Okay, that'll be enough. Uh, Yeah, you're able to quietly move back up uh, along the ridge line and get yourself in position above the ogre so you've got a clear uh, line of sight to fire at him. And the rest of us will set up an ambush and I'll wait on Aurelia's shot. I'll just run in afterwards. Okay. I yeah, like yeah. it. Then uh, we're ripping it. Give me just one second. Hi. That's good for me because I'm reading. Perhaps. Perhaps we could recruit the ogre to the party. Be like, hello. Are you happy with your lot in life? <laughs> <laughs> Just remove its bodies and its food source. 
Does your uh, does your current profession in the, does your current business uh, have a mobile upward uh, opportunity for you? Do you see yourself in five years continuing to smash tree stumps into gates, or would you like to do something more? Upper management, perhaps. An assassin ogre. I'd like to see that. Uh, well, what? I I would like to see that as long as we are on the same side. That sounds <laughs> like a terrifying combination. We have a forest that we would like you to clear. Hmm. Yes. Put your strength to good use. Yes, perhaps you could uh, work uh, in deforestation. Indeed. I hear that is an up-and-coming industry. <laughs> so, Aurelia, if you would like to make an observation check, um, okay. difficulty zero, since you've moved into an ambush, you will effectively be able to use the exploit feature um and yep gain uh so with exploit you gain piercing two on your attack i think your bow already has piercing so it would be an additional an additional two on the piercing and if you want you can spend one momentum from the test to add one bonus d20 to the attack skill and plus one to the attack damage and that's repeatable up to the limit of your three bonus dice Oh, okay. So I did only get one uh, momentum, but I did yes. get two successes. Yep. Uh, actually, so you get two momentum because it's a, it was a z- uh, observation zero. Oh, like we're perfect. maxed okay. on momentum right now. Yep. But you can you you can roll this because this was part of our test. You can just roll this into your attack. Okay. So I'm going to attack. So I we said that's going to be two bonus. Dice? Two bonus dice, two bonus damage, and an additional plus two on the piercing. Okay. Let's rip it. Seven successes. Oh, holy. <laughs> okay. Lucky number um, tonight. Wow. How do you want to uh how do you want to spend all of that? Wow, okay. Uh that's a lot to think about. Okay. So you can do you got bonus damage, you know, you can do plus one damage, not plus one dice, but plus one damage, uh-huh. uh repeatable for any of that above the shot. one you needed. Uh you can call shots, you can hit him on the head where he's got no armor. Um or a combination um, thereof, obviously, of, of anything you want to do. Let's just go. You've got for six. Damage. You've got six to 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 work with. Okay, so six additional damage. All right, roll your damage then. Okay, I'm just gonna roll as is. Uh, yeah. Okay. So eleven damage. And I think you can, so you can. And I do have a talent where I can re-roll dice. Yeah, that's right. And we can also use audience dice for damage effects. That is true. How do I re-roll them? Oh, there it is. Uh, I just re-roll the blank ones, right? Or Yep. Well, you can choose to re-roll any you want, but the blank ones would be the ones, yep. Holy crap. Okay. So that is one, two, three, four, 
eight, ten, plus six, sixteen points of damage. All right. That is piercing four. Piercing four, you get past all of his armor. So Aurelia, describe to me how you kill an ogre with one arrow. Oh my God. So wow. you guys kind of watch as like you you witnessed Aurelia kind of went back and she switched back up this cliff face and she gets a good sort of position and she's kind of straddling a rock like she was previously at the um, pagoda where she was straddling the window and you just kind of see the tip of the bow and just the sheen of like the tip of her arrowhead and then suddenly you hear the the loud thump as it's released and it just kind of hits this poor creature in its temple and then so you see it kind of comically it pokes out on one side and then it just kind of just falls over and just lands face down and all of you hear this ogre let out a horrible belch and then a, a sigh, and it scratches its head, and then you hear the thunderous clap as it hits the ground. And you see these five men's heads jerk up, and they jump to their feet, but they still haven't seen anyone. What would you like to do now that you've killed my ogre? I'm sorry. In that's one okay. shot. This, uh, that was a, this, that was a this thing of beauty. item is amazing. Yeah, that's a nice bow, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to charge out like originally planned. I love it. Um, so this black guard is surrounded by four spearmen um, and attack. So the way this works when you're fighting a uh, a a a group, it's a, a group of minions and a leader. When you hit, uh, you hit one. You hit the minions first and slowly, uh, slowly kill them off before you hit the leader. Unless you choose. Um, like if you wanted to spend two momentum for a called shot and attack the leader, you know that would be fine too. Gotcha. I'm just gonna try out my new At Atlantean harpy here. Okay, and what is the reach on your harpy? It's a one. A one. Okay, so his reach is three. So your difficulty to hit him um, is a difficulty three. Now you do have plenty of momentum, so you can spend two momentum up front to break his guard. And, and reduce it to a difficulty one, or you can just go with a difficulty three. It's your call. That sounds good. I'll use two to break his guard. Okay. So your momentum goes down to four, and you're able to slide past his... He's got this giant two-handed sword. The spearmen are all up. Um, the spearmen are trying to interpose themselves. They also... Their spears are also reach three. So you're able to get in past their guards and attack. Got three successes. Three successes. Okay, so you uh, you easily hit. Uh, you only needed one success to hit since you broke their guard. Uh, you've got an extra two points. That takes your momentum back to full. Um, let's do some damage. And of course, you could spend for bonus damage if you want. Or any other momentum spend you want. How much is the damage per momentum? Uh, it's a uh, one momentum spent will increase the damage by one. Not one die, just one increase by one. Gotcha. Then I'll just spend the two I generate on that roll okay. for extra damage. Get four, but then my talent allows me to re-roll one. Okay. 
Total five. Five. Okay. Uh, and the armor of the degenerate raiders is zero. So all five goes through. It's intense. So you kill two of these raiders uh, as you go in and get past their spears. What does it look like when when you when you strike them down? Yeah, I'm running in, sliding under their guard, and just swinging up with this harpy into their rib cages. And as you see these two go down, you actually see them catch on fire, and their bodies start to smolder. And this is the first time you've used this blade, but you recognize now that it may be enchanted itself. And now there are just three left. This, and this, the, the, the leader is falling back. He is he's taken aback by what's just happened in the last couple of seconds. So his spearmen are moving forward, but none of them, they're on their back feet. They are not prepared to deal with this. So who'd like to go next? I guess Roy uh, is going to go. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go, I, I can go. I just... I didn't know if somebody else wanted to. Uh, yeah, Zamira, go. How far away is the leader backing? Or like what? Like in terms of of range, right? Is he in like throwing dagger distance? Do you think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are you guys are all within close range. Um, he's just he's followed back into like the point of the pyramid formation, but you're you're all within close range now. Okay, I think then I am going to attempt to throw a dagger. Uh, into his right between his eyes if i can okay um, so called shot uh that was flavor uh oh, okay yeah yeah i don't think i'm gonna do i mean he's wearing no, he's he's wearing no armor on his head so i mean you would bypass his armor if you do a called shot i have a lot of other things i need to spend stuff on so let me trying to remember how i do this so i want to do the exploit action first uh mm -hmm. so and then i will spend um what is it to get the second two, action. Two momentum to get your yeah, second two action. Swift action. Yeah, that's as much as one. Swift action. Um, so it's at plus one difficulty. Um, Correct. Okay. So uh, so first thing I'm going to exploit. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to produce the dagger from the back of my hair. I'm going to line it up, ignoring the spearmen in front, and just look to sort of uh, feather it back behind behind them and hitting the leader. Um, what would the difficulty be then? In total? Uh, just difficulty two. Uh, well, okay. Uh, yeah, difficulty two. Okay, so let me... All right, so let me throw the dagger. Um, so... And since you did the exploit, it's piercing two, plus you can use any momentum generated. Oh, you've got to make your observation check first, but yeah, it's difficulty so me, zero. Yeah, let me make the observation. Let me roll that first. You're right. Uh, for the exploit action. Um, I will, just to be safe, <laughs> why do I say things like that? I'll spend a momentum on difficulty zero. Please, please don't screw up. Okay, okay, I got one. Oh, okay. God. All right, I got two. Two successes. Okay. You're good, you're good. So as you got two momentum for your attack. All right, so then I will, uh, then I'll actually attack now. So I'll attack uh, with... Um, it's three difficulty now, huh? Mm -hmm. I will burn three momentum to get the full, the full package. Uh, okay. Ripped it. Uh, that is three successes complication. So I did get a complication, uh, mm -hmm. but I did mm -hmm. get three successes. You succeeded. Okay. 
Uh, so let me do damage. Uh, so I don't think this is going to have the, the extra, the extra stuff, um, put in, uh, mm -hmm. do you recall what it is off the top of your head? Like what the it's, extra, uh, it's piercing two plus, um, an additional dice of damage for each momentum you spend, uh, on the attack. So it'd be three additional dice of damage. Okay. And then I will. I just do not know how to enter this stuff in properly. Okay, I will. Is there a maximum to the amount of momentum I could spend to get damage dice in? No. Uh, well, you, you only get damage dice from those three you spent on the attack. The rest of the momentum you spend is one for you just add plus one add to the total three. damage. Yeah. Yep. So okay. you can yes. So then absolutely no limit. I think I have it correct. So then I will spend. I'll spend like. What do we have? I'll spend three for bonus damage. Okay. Rolling it now, I think. I think I got that all inputted correctly. Oh, man. Uh, 12 physical damage. Uh, piercing isn't showing, but it it, it is because yeah. of the end. Yeah. It's piercing two, so that's uh, four. It bypasses armor completely. And then it's the other one that causes like two. If, like, if it causes yep. an injury, it causes a second injury. Oh, yeah, Intense, yeah, no, so I think it is. Yep, intense. So, uh, describe what it looks like when you kill this blackguard. So, I like to think that he is in the he, like the, his spear, his spearmen are in front of him, and even though they're kind of flat-footed, he's backing away. And just from darkness, we we don't even hear it. We just sort of see at the very last second a tiny reflection of the torchlight in the blade as it flies right past the spearmen and just catches the guy right in the throat. And as he tries to like shout for help, blood just spurts out of his mouth and he collapses down behind a spearman. Nice. However, the complication. Um, as he crumples, the spearman on his right lifts a horn to his lips and this blows and this noise fills the pass and reverberates off and spreads throughout. And then you hear answering horns around the village and you figure you've got moments to clear the pass one way or the other before the forces that are in the village arrive. Uh, so Raya is going to try to go uh, <laughs> just yelling like a crazy woman towards the one with the horn to try uh -huh. to like smash the horn into his face with her staff. I like it. Probably not do particularly well with this. There we go. Uh, we've got some momentum, right? You have two, yes. Oh, only two. Okay. I uh, let's see what do I want to do. Uh, take one of those and a fortune because we need to make quick work of this. Hey, four successes. All right, you only need one, so you got three. Uh, three momentum. Uh, what do I want to do with that? Um, what would you like to do with it? Yeah. 
I mean, I kind of feel like I should spend two for the cold shot because I was basically saying that I am trying to smash the horn into his face. So that's what I'm doing with my. Okay. Okay. Damage. So uh, you are bypassing is the one extra okay. for damage. And for anybody listening at home, the staff has got the same reach as the spear. So that's why it's still just one difficulty one. Uh, and then I need to roll damage, right? Yes. Okay. And then I will take, I don't know where to put this. I would like to take some audience for some effects, mm -hmm. but I don't know where to add that. Uh... Is it like momentum? Yeah. Or just oh, other just, bonus dice? Other bonus dice. That's right. that's just leave put it in there. Right. I'll do two for that. Thirty. Goodness. You can re-roll damage dice. For one momentum, you can re-roll as many of those dice as you want. Uh we got some momentum back, right? Yep. You're at okay. five at the moment. Then I will spend one to re-roll. Okay. Uh and then Eight physical damage. Okay, to so the face. Your 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 staff swings around and uh, describe the horror of what you do to this uh, this spearman as he dies at your hands. So he hadn't finished the call that he was making. So I'm imagining sort of he still has the horn, and mm -hmm. so you just sort of see where she just you know kind of gets a little bit of torque behind it. And so when she hits the horn, it basically just sort of goes into and through. It like snaps his jaw. <laughs> sure, that wasn't what I was thinking, but I like it. So yes, that's what it does. It's wonderful and brutal. Makes me smile. There's one spearman left and he's backing up and he's clearly terrified, but he's holding his ground because he hears many booted feet moving in your general direction. They're not going to get here immediately, but he's hoping he can hold his ground. I don't know why he would think so, but that's what he's hoping for. Sobek, you're you're the last one up. I suppose if I must do something, I got to clean up after the rest of you. I will cast Glutton's Curse on the one that is remaining so that he will begin to Cough up baby snakes once again. Remind everybody about uh, Glutton's Curse. Yes, so challenging D2, and I cast it, and he will immediately uh, fill his mouth and nose with overwhelming amounts of baby snakes that must be vomited free. Uh, the choking causes him to feel uh, to have three damage dice, and it is simultaneously physical and mental. Uh, he must also make a daunting resistance test or gain the staggered condition. And that is his only resistance to this, correct? I believe so. He does not have a role yeah. otherwise. Wonderful. All right. Um, I will take spell. a momentum. I'll take two. Well, Six all right. successes. Okay. Uh, and I believe anything you want to do with that momentum. I, you're up to you're up to you're up to full and you've got three additional momentum you can just spend. So I will spend two momentum to have it last an extra two rounds. Okay. 
I will attempt my daunting resistance check at the moment and fail. Uh, so roll, give me some damage. So he's staggered. How do I actually roll the damage? Should just be... If you go if, back is, to the item, there should be a damage button next to the... Or this, I cast sorcery spell. instead of the spell. Oh, I think yeah. that was the problem. Uh, uh, you can just roll the d6. 3d6, right? Three damage dice. I always make that mistake. Okay, so one, two, two points of damage. And that will last three rounds total. Okay. Um, so he is coughing up snakes. He's staggered, so I would have to spend doom to allow him to take any actions at this point. Uh, and I'm not going to do that. He is He's dropped his spear. He's vomiting snakes. Uh, who would like to deal with this last guy? You can now hear people coming towards the pass. You think you probably only have, in game terms, two rounds, maybe three, to get uh, past the stone and uh, get it closed again before they get here? Everyone's gone, right? Everyone's gone. Yeah, we're back. Beginning of round two. So, but but Aurelia is not actually next to us. So Aurelia no. has to nope. get down here. Yeah. Yes. That's my turn is coming back. Yeah, that makes sense. Now you could do a difficulty five survival check to just come down the face of the cliff. And if you succeed, you won't take any damage. But if you fail, you would take a little bit of damage. Otherwise, like how much damage? Oh, come on. You're a hero, Aurelia. Let's go. It'll look cool. Silver surfer hero. this shit. Come on. <laughs> okay, we said this operation was it your would idea. Be, it would be three damage dice. I would roll three damage dice we to see how much damage you get. But, fine. but it would fine. bypass your soak. It bypasses soak, so it would just you'd just be straight damage. You got six. You spend a fortune point. You, you, we you said it was a... Soap? Otherwise, if you yeah, come down the ridge line, you're going to end up behind these guys coming up behind you. You got to do this. You yeah, I'm going to do it. So we said, Truces you will said take care of survival. This survival. Difficulty five. Okay. Uh, D5. Uh, I'm going to spend a fortune and a momentum to be safe. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So I do fail. Okay. So describe what it looks like as you come tumbling down this ridge line. I did spend a fortune. You could have spent. You you can spend more than one. You could spend. Oh, I always forget. You can spend all. Go all the way up to like five dice, I think. Oh well. Yes, five dice. Yes. Um, I still failed. Okay. Okay. Um, Uh, So yeah, talk to talk to us about what this looks like as I roll your damage dice. Aurelia is feeling real cool because she. 14? Yeah, I'm fucked. I have 8 bigger. Uh, no, it's not 14 in total. No, that's okay, not. Okay, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's four. four. Four points of damage. So you don't even oh, take okay. a wound. Four points of vigor. Cool. Uh, I'll do that in a second. So, Aurelia, you guys see as Aurelia is, like, holding her bow up above her head and, like, victory. Of, like, she just killed this ogre. She's feeling hot. And she kind of stands up too suddenly, and she slips on the cliff face. She's trying to, like, correct herself. It's kind of like 
um, preventing dropping your beer at a party. She is just keeping that bow up so nothing happens to it as she's like just sliding and just eating shit as she's just <laughs> falling down. So but the uh, bow gets down unscathed. Yes, the bow, the bow, bow comes is down great. Aurelia comes sliding across the ground at your feet on her teeth, but the bow is fine. She like four looks points up. She's at Sobek's feet. She's <laughs> bleeding a little bit, but she's like, bow's good. <laughs> the one guy is still vomiting up snakes in the corner. Does not appear to be paying any attention to any of you, but you're all there now. What, what would you like to do? Move in that stone. Okay. Uh, since you know exactly where to look and you were told what to do, go ahead. Sorry. So Zamir will not. No, no, no. Not until it's not until he's dead. He doesn't want anyone to see this thing. So he's like, Drusus, finish him before we do the thing. Of course. Everyone get in there. I'll take care of him. No, just finish him. We do not want any eyes on this. Am I? Uh, She's falling down like off of rock and he's doing. Ah, of course. Uh, I'll swing at him. Continue okay. taking care of these guys. Okay, it's just difficulty one uh, because he's not holding his spear anymore because he's vomiting up snakes. Good fortune with momentum. All right. This should be horrible. Five successes with the complication. Five successes with the complication. Okay, um, roll your damage. Eight damage, holy. Okay, so describe how you kill this guard as he vomits up his up up these snakes. Yeah, just watching him vomit up snakes. Like, what the heck is <laughs> and I just slash at his left leg, taking him out from under him. And the snakes just start going at him. Yeah, and that and that's how yeah, you take the leg off actually mid-thigh. I mean, that's how sharp the sword is. And just blood fountains out, the snakes fall on him. Uh, and he, he he rolls in his blood in a death row of venom uh, and quickly, quickly passes beyond and back onto the wheel. For your complication, I'm just going to take a point of doom because I don't feel I need to be any more evil than I already am. Um, so, But you're able to easily move the rock because you knew exactly where it was at and you were told how to move it. You shift it aside. Um, you all have to crawl in on your stomachs, uh, but you've got... You've got enough time to get in there and get it closed. Uh, and you find yourselves on your bellies uh, in this cavern, very tight space. Smells, though, of incense, and it's warmer than it should be. So you've got warm air flowing towards you. You have to crawl for about five minutes before it opens up, and you find yourselves in the bowl of this valley, surrounded on all sides by high cliffs, and in front of you is this great temple. And you hear chanting coming from out it. You can still hear the sounds of the eastern gate being slammed into with a battering ram. You see the villagers, old, young, children, women on the steps. And they're all leaning in prayer. And you see next to this altar stone two young people, a young man and a young woman, and they are frantically praying, trying to call up the spirit of the temple. What do you do? You're, now you're starting to hear cracks in the eastern door. The battering ram is finally 
becoming effective. Would I know anything about if they could actually summon a spirit or what the spirit would look like? Give me a sorcery check. Taking a look. So you're taking a look at the altar stone. You're reading some of the scripts. uh... The complication again. Okay, okay. Complication. I didn't have Um, enough of those tonight. Okay. I know the complication will be. That's fine. Uh, You're able That's even worse. (laughs) You're able, when you're reading this, you do realize that there is a gen bound into this altar. They have bound a gen into the altar. And it can be summoned um, and forced to take action based on what the summoner uh, requires of it. Does anyone have any wishes? We may be able to ask soon enough. And these two young acolytes turn to you. We can't we can't call the spirit of the altar. It will not come to us. We are not skilled enough. We know the words, but but our willpower, our will is not great enough. We I, we did not have enough time with our master. Yes, you do seem to be weak of character. I suppose I could summon it, but the question is why should we? We can defeat we these bandits on our own. We already said we would. Just get hard with it. I, you cannot... You you think you can defeat Avarga Khan? And oh, his army? Easily. They come through the East Gate, if that is what you wish. Should we go to the East Gate, then? Sobek, your pride will be the result, it will cause so many extra deaths. Just summon the creature. I am sure there were plenty of scraps left over for you to snack upon. Are you saying that you can't do it, Sobek? This group has had a real attitude problem <laughs> recently, and I will go and attempt to summon the djinn. <laughs> okay. Um, earlier. So uh, the acolytes are going to attempt to help you. Um, it is a difficulty five sorcery check. It was only going to be a difficulty three, but your complication bumped it up to a difficulty five. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. They're uh, basically these five. acolytes. These acolytes are getting in your way more than anything. They're stumbling over their words. They're throwing your chant off. Mm-hmm. But useless fools! I... Will you stand in a corner, please? I will spend a fortune, uh, and I will take two momentum. One more complication. Damn complications. Successes in the complication. So this form, this this mist seems to swirl around the altar, and it goes from a kind of a grayish white to red. And then it funnels up out of the altar, and the lower part of this this being is still a, a thick, misty smoke that stinks of, of fire and coal and brimstone. And its upper body is this very powerful, red-skinned woman. And her eyes are dancing with fire, and when she speaks, molten spittle drips down her chest. And all of you can hear, you are not the old fool who was the master of the altar. Tell me your name, Summoner. Sobek Keeper, and I am no fool. I am much stronger than whoever 
would have previously tended this altar. Well, then I have a bargain for you, Sobek Keeper. Free me. Free me from this altar, and I shall gift you something of great power for you and you alone. On that you have my word, but you must free me from the altar and ask no more of me. Agreed. And the altar stone fractures in half. And this this djinn, this ifrit, tackles in laughter. And you feel the touch in your mind. And it's almost like your brain explodes with information. You now know without any cost to you the spell Venom of Wind, of the wind, which is the power that the Ifrit uses to protect the village. Um, and you've gained the talent Vital Essence. Oats oh, worth it. Uh, Venom of the Wind. What book is that in? The regular. That's a, okay. That's in the regular book, and Vital Essence is in um, the Scalos book of Scalos. Vital Essence essentially means it allows you to conduct human sacrifices to stay eternally young. Oh, I have some ears powers now. So I'll turn back to the group. And that, as the Afrit, as the Afrit breaks free. You hear as she cackles and starts to fade away, both of the gates crumble. A parting gift for the village that has held me for so long. And you hear the acolytes screaming to the children. And they're like, run, find your way into the passes, make your way to Pai King. Tell of the treachery of the foreigners. And you see the villagers start to scatter as the forces of Avarga Khan make their way into the temple complex. What do you do? I've been granted the power to defeat the bandits. Have you you've, been, the you've been granted the spell. He probably can't quite pat, cast it quite as powerful as the Afrit could, but... And what you see coming in, you see about... 30 um, of these troops coming in from the west where you guys were, the ones who were coming up. And from the east, you see what you assume is Avarga Khan. He stands nine feet tall. He's got to have some ogre blood in him with a seven foot long sword dripping black fire and two other ogres and a pack of undead hounds. Well, if it was him alone, I'd be down for a fight, but there's an army coming. Really, Sobek? What? It's what you asked me to do was to free. I did not ask you to free it. I asked you to summon it so we could use it as the. Ugh, I don't have time I'm for sorry. this. I'm sorry. My native language is stitchy, and the nuance of words is difficult for me. Excuses. So you can attempt to escape, or you can stay and fight. I'm going to retreat on this one. No, we, I thought we were going to kill the Khan. Sobek, this is the plan. Stay here, use your newfound sorcery to hold them off, kill them, because you are so great and powerful. The rest of us will lead these 
pathetic villagers away from the danger, yes? I suppose that would work. Yes, let us go then. Come. And the villagers have all scattered. Uh, you see the last of the acolyte making his way into a crease um, in the walls, and you assume that this entire area is riddled with secret passageways. And he looks back, and he spits towards you all. And he's, heretics and defilers, your names will be cursed forever in this country. And he disappears into the night. But you know where he disappeared. So you can probably make your way out through the crevice. Who's anybody? Is everybody following that route? Is anybody staying? So let's take the route out. Yeah. I will. I will. On our way out. Because I'll probably be near Drusus. You know, if they reach my king and speak ill of us foreigners that could prove difficult for you to um, follow through with your beloved. I understand what you're saying, but if you can handle that, it's on you. No, no, no. What I'm saying is I, at least I would not kill a poor villager fleeing from danger. What do you think of me, Drusus? I'm sorry. What I, 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 what I am saying, said Drusus, is that although you might have promised two kingdoms, the story of Ser Drusus Jordan facing down these mercenaries, that might prove to be equal. But if you choose to run, that is your business. Where's this look- decide is going to get everyone else killed tonight? <laughs> talking them into it. I'm look at the armor real quick. To- to measure it once again. How many were there? Uh, there's about 30 troops, um, human troops, spear, spearmen and these uh, and these uh, sergeants. So they're in groups of five. So there's about six cohorts of them. Uh, there are two ogres. Uh, there is a Varga Khan and there is a pack of these undead wolves. There's about 10 of them. Have you seen know how easily Aurelia can kill the ogre? And trust me, I'm a master of serpents. If we cut the head off the snake, the body fall will back. die. We can fall back, bring them, lead them into the crevice, bottleneck them. We can space a few at a time, perhaps. And as you're talking, you see a Varga Khan stepping forward. And at that point, you see spiritual chains. Almost, you couldn't see them at first, but the closer he gets, these ghostly gray chains seem to be linked to his shoulders, and at the end of them appears to be the spirits or phantoms of warriors or perhaps people he's vanquished, but he's directing them like an extension of his body, like a wave of ghostly death as he makes his way towards the fractured altar stone, a look of absolute rage on his face because the prize that he sought is gone. Then they have no reason to take the town. Mission accomplished. So we're running? Yeah, I'm leaving. (laughs) Zamir, is it just you and I then? Yes. I shall guard your back. Go right ahead. 
Begin your ritual. I will not let any of them get close to you. Sneak, Are you sneak, actually sneak. doing that? or <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that to Sobek for sure. <laughs> no, I, I want to know if Sobek is actually going to take the time to cast his spell at these guys. Curious. How far good? away are they? Uh, they're there now as they've moved in. They're at uh, they're they're moving into close range. I mean, they're within moments of being able to strike at you from both sides, west and east. Uh, I'd like to try something stupid. Uh, I'm going to call out in the only language I know, so hopefully they understand. I have the power of the djinn inside me, and if you kill me, it will be released. But we could make a deal. Uh, what kind of role do we think we want to do for that, Sobek? I have no idea. Let's see. Let's call that a... Uh, I'm really bad at anything not sorcery, so I don't think it'll go Let's well. call that a persuade. Let's call yeah. that a difficulty five persuade. Now, we'll give you a difficulty three, because he wants it to be true. You're so generous. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I will uh, spend my two remaining fortune uh, and one momentum. Let's see how this goes. No complications, please. All right, you got three successes. So he comes up to you, and I mean, you're looking up at this guy, and these specters, these chained dead, flow around you. So you're sort of in the middle of this horde now, and he looks down at you, and he says, Give me the power of the djinn. Now. And you walk away from this charnel pit alive now I, I before this i i need to know are the rest of you gone like gone gone or are you still here i've committed to leaving okay it's a good i'm not saying that's yeah. good or bad i'm just saying it's good to know aurelia's Aurelia like at the channel okay yeah roya is behind drusus okay and you see, so what you guys see is you see this pack of wolves starting to move towards you. And this, the leader, this uh, Avarga Khan does not say, doesn't care about you at all. I mean, he wants everything in the world dead, as far as you can tell, uh, except for perhaps Sobek at this point. And Zamir, where are you? Uh, Zamir, after talking Sobek into doing that, has uh, tried to slink away into the shadows as best he can. Mm -hmm. Um just give yeah, me a difficult. Just give me a stealth check, and depending on the number of successes, will determine how successful you are. Okay, is that uh, all the momentum we have at this point? Oh, that that's is, terrible. Yes, I will burn a fortune point then. And um, you can always give me doom because I'm sure it won't come up in a moment here at all. I'm, you know, I, I feel like Stevens might have to do a roll here in a sec, so I'm going to go ahead and spend that momentum uh, really fast here. <laughs> And get more momentum for That's him. what I'm trying That's to do. Plan. I'm trying to help so back out. This is, uh, exactly. this is his, It's always a good role. investment when Samir rolls stealth. It really is. Uh, that is six successes. 
Okay. Okay. So once again, you guys, you see Zamir talking to Sobek, and then he takes one step back and just seems to vanish. He's just gone. Sobek, you're looking up into the face of Agra Khan, uh, of Agra Khan, um, and he has demanded the power of the Jinn for your life. What do you do? I'm going to do what I do best um, and try to cast Enslave. Um, okay, so what you need to do first. Um, no, okay, yeah, I'm going to, because he, he approached you. So, yeah, go for it. So I will take off my headbands and my uh, hat in one motion. I will gladly give you the power of the jinn. However, the intricacies of sorcery do not allow for immediate transactions. We will leave together, and I will perform the ritual tonight. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to convince him, is to just take me mm -hmm. with the rest of the people. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. Casting Enslave here. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to give you some doom. Actually, Jeff, did you get to bank any of that momentum? No, that's how it's that's uh, how it was, successful his stealth okay, check okay, was yeah. versus observation. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you I'm, do you want momentum? Did you, you <laughs> just, just curious. Oh, no. Just want to make sure that I uh, get this right. I'll give you three oh, doom. No. Okay. I'll take the three doom. Okay, so right. you feel your magic wash over him. And his mouth opens wide. It's almost like he's drinking it in. And then he smiles and he goes, sorcery doesn't work on me, child. I am a Varga Khan. Give me the power of the djinn or die here. Hey. <laughs> Has everyone else gotten away, mostly away? Yeah, they're they're all back at the crevice, or Zamira's just gone somewhere. Okay, uh, I'm gonna attempt to uh, turn into a bird and fly away. Okay. However, before you cast yes, that sir. spell, we're gonna stop for the night, and we're gonna see if you manage to get away in two weeks. Oh, oh boy. I want to thank everybody for watching tonight as Sobek has once again put the party in a pickle, has sent the villagers out to spread word of their treachery, and is facing off against an army of dead, undead, and undying by himself. So thanks for all the drama. I loved every second of it. Uh, I thought we I've were done here. with Peking. I thought we were leaving anyway. So, <laughs> well, there's a difference between leaving on your own and being chased out of the country by an army. I Not don't for Sobek. Not for Sobek. Maybe a decision. Like we come here to save the village, and you're like, "Hmm, do I do the thing that helps them save the village, or do I not?" <laughs> I respect well, I mean, the choice. She said though. she'd give me the I power. Did. I mean, how could I say no? I... Well, you have to cast a spell, then, man. <laughs> how you don't, you could don't know. you? Uh, <sighs>
So I should have yeah. killed you. Really? The, is, the moment you were like, yeah, I'll do it. I should have just released. You know, the funny thing is, is I told my wife that I that this was a plot twist in this particular part of the adventure. And she says to me, she's like, well, there's no way he's going to take that deal. And I go, you <laughs> don't Steven. know, Stephen. <laughs> it's Stephen. I should have known. Uh, you, you make I didn't me want smile. to talk to the gin. That's all I'm saying. I didn't want to talk to it. Uh, well, I hear you. That's fair. That's fair. So uh, thanks, everybody. In two weeks, we'll be back to see whether or not Sobek gets slaughtered or turns into a bird and escapes. We'll see the repercussions of what happens for the group in Piking. Uh, we probably will not be carousing in Piking, but we may be carousing somewhere in two weeks. Uh, depending on how everybody's escape attempts go uh, from this village. So uh, thank you. I'm going to turn it back over to Jeff and let him uh, run us through lollygaggers. All right. Uh, so tomorrow uh, we'll be back uh, after about a month off. We're going to be back to One Ring as we are, are starting up Waking of Ingmar again, the final arc. Uh, so you can see uh, all of us here, but Aaron, uh, my trade is going to jump in. And you'll see us uh, as we left on a, a, a far less uh, threatening cliffhanger uh, when, we, when we took a break a month ago. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Monday, we're going to be doing some holler for Savage Worlds. Uh, Melissa and I are in that. And we're nearing the end of that campaign. We're just a couple episodes away, actually, from probably finishing that one up. Tuesday, Stephen, what do we got going on Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday is our weekly Forbidden Lands game. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Aaron might have some harboring resentment because he did die last session. Uh, so I, maybe I'm feeling persecuted, but no, it's been a great <laughs> session. Uh, and we're going to hit the ground running with the party trying to uh, get off this ice shelf and figure out where they want to go next. And it's kind of open-ended for him there. That is a good point in the chat. Three-Eyed Cat just brought up the fact that Tuesday is July 4th, 4th of July for us U.S. folks. If, I'm not sure if that's going to affect anyone. We'll talk about that off stream and we'll figure that out. Make sure. Uh, let's see. Then after that, oh, big news. Week from today, uh, next Friday, uh, we are starting up Delta Green. Uh, as at long last, we are getting back to Delta Green. Uh, we, if, you've, if you follow the channel for a while, you know that we ran Impossible Landscapes about a year and a half ago. Uh, we've taken a break since then. And we are starting up a second campaign. Uh, you, can see, uh, you can see Ashley and Steven and Melissa and Long and Derek. Uh, he's going to hop in that one as well. And uh, then another big another announcement that we just cooked up yesterday is that on Thursdays, starting on what is it, July 13th, we're going to start doing a stream uh, as well. Uh, for And the first game we're going to do is going to be Die, uh, Fantasy Heartbreaker, the role-playing game from uh, Rowan, Rook, and Descartes, based on the, the Kieran Gillen comic. Uh, you can see myself and Melissa and Aaron uh, Kipser from our Forbidden Lands uh, game, Jeremy, who everyone knows from Mondays, and uh, and Evan, who just recently hopped into the Twilight Imperium game. Uh, so we're going to be get, uh, cooking that up, and that'll start again, and some other games coming down the pike pretty soon. Uh, but those are all of our uh, all of our announcements. Uh, I think we're ready to go. Uh, our buddies, the, the defenders of Cobalt, uh, Chuck, they got uh, they got a game going on, Universal Ball Anthology. So we're going to go ahead and raid them. So follow the raid. Uh, thank you all for hanging out and watching. Aaron, thank you for running. Uh, if you're watching the channel and you haven't yet uh, followed us, please do. We would love it. Uh, go check out the YouTube page, Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, subscribe to that. Watch all our old stuff. Uh, and have a great uh, Western Year Friday. So uh, bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 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 bye.